This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the B-Sotted Pride of West London podcast. We're, we've we've come, out, come out of our shells a bit during the summer. The weather is not as good as it might be, but we're, we're here in the Sussex Arms, which is a bit of a weird one. Sussex Arms in Twickenham, near the green. We might go over to the Prince Belusha a little bit later, which is our normal, normal sort of watering hole. But we've, we've come down to the uh, Sussex Arms and we're watching... Currently, England are beating Cameroon 3-0 in the Women's World Cup. Um, we've had a, yeah, we've had a couple of, couple of uh, brews, and we're, we're chewing the fat. The fixtures have come out, and we've signed a player. We've got rid of a few. So we're actually going to talk uh, literally for about 25, 30 minutes about what's happened since we last spoke to you. We'll have a twang. We'll come back. And we'll talk about the first fixtures. So, fixtures are out. The last season at Griffin Park kicks off on August the 3rd with a Brentford home game with Birmingham City. That, I have to say, is quite a fruity fixture. Birmingham City are not one of our favourite clubs, let's be honest with you. Uh, it took three of our players uh, two, two Januarys ago. As a job lot. As a job lot. And Yotta. Um, did nothing at Birmingham because they play awful football and he went to Aston Villa under Dean Smith who play really good football and we, I think all Brentford fans wish Yotta well um, it's a really good chance to prove himself in the top flight we saw in glimpses that he was an exceptional talent and you know he terrorised some defences in League 2 he now needs to do that. He needs to get a shot of adrenaline in his arm and he needs to go to the top flight, do it under Dean Smith for Aston Villa. So, you know, I'd, he's gone. He's an ex-Brentford player, whatever. I'm not necessarily... I'm not, I'm not going to lose sleep if he, if he, if he, you know, if he, if he does nothing ever again. But uh, Birmingham City are the first home game in our last season at Griffin Park. August starts with at a tremendous pace. We've got seven games in August. We've got six league games plus Cambridge United at home in the Carabao Cup. So, Carabao. Br- we have a game under the floodlights of Griffin Park in August, which can't be a bad thing. And there's talk around the table that we all know what kind of season that we're going to have by the end of August. So in seven games, one or two people around here think our season will be, will be decided. I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll, let's go left to right. I'll introduce you all tonight. To my left, I have 
Matt the Allard. Allard, how are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm very well. I'm very well. To his left, I have Martin the Dutchman, the Dutchman, Dutchman. Uh, boys, how we doing? We have, by popular demand, Liberal Nick. I'm back, guys. I'm back for another season. Until VAR comes in and we'll have all of his decisions overruled. And we have Mark the Ristic. The Ristic. And I can't wait for VAR to get rid of Nick the Liberal as well. But there we go. It's great to see Nick and all the rest of the guys here as well. And, and I'm Dave Lane and Billy is in France watching the World Cup with his Trilby and he's not been on telly yet. Yeah. So he probably will be. He'll, by the time this goes out, he might be on telly. Anyway, the Allard. Birmingham City. Um. Well, Is that a good start to the final season at Griffin Park? Well, it should be away because I'm at the Ashes at Edgbaston on a Sunday. That would have been a lot easier. Um, yeah, so whatever. That's a, that's, that's a bit disappointing, but it's fine. Um, I, it was Nick that said that, you know, the first seven games will will decide the season. Um, clearly, for the last two seasons, that hasn't happened. Because, <laughs> because... No, it's true, though, isn't it? Because last season, we'd have won the league, and the season before, we'd have got relegated after the first seven games. Um, so that doesn't happen normally. So, um, yeah, you can move on to Dutch now if you want. Well, yeah, um, you know, so basically you're, basically you're saying ignore whatever the Liberal says. Exactly. Yeah, OK, yeah. That's, that's fine. But seven games in August, the Dutchman, that is a big, big work rate you know we're going to have to use our squad we'll talk about the squad a little bit later on but seven games in four weeks that's a huge ask are we going to know exactly what we're capable of by the end of that or not that's a huge ask but most of them have done jack shit for the last couple of weeks so yeah let's let's um let's get them back up and running I think it's just seven games, isn't it? I mean, seven games out of 40, whatever it is that we play. 46. It's the last 46, so, you know, it's, it's a large chunk of games. So, of course, we'll have an idea. You always, at the start of the season, you play these big teams, you think, well, they're going to be up there and they're big names. But we've learned over the last five, six seasons that yeah, big names don't really matter to us. So, I think, yeah, it's an opportunity to pick up points against the teams that perhaps on paper we worry about but if we're really going for it this year we shouldn't worry about it at all it's an opportunity to win the first seven games and show the world that we're going to do okay next season yeah I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we are going to do okay I'll, I'll come to you in a second Nick um, what, we, what we're looking at basically Birmingham City at home on August the 3rd then we've got Hull we've got Derby we've got Leeds We've got Middlesbrough, we've got Charlton. We we are playing a lot of, and we've got Cambridge obviously in the cup. We've got a lot of teams that are in a state of flux. If you look at the away games in in particular, Middlesbrough away, Jonathan Woodgate has just taken over there as manager. Um, Leeds away on the twenty first. Bielsa, he signed a new contract, but it's a huge amount of pressure on him. Charlton on the twenty fourth. Um, there's a boat going, um, the, the TW8 Casuals have organised a boat going up to there. I'm sure you'll see that on social media. But Lee Bowyer, you know, the, is he, is he going to stay? Is he going to go? There was that complete massive U-turn in 24 hours. There's, there's a lot of churn going on in, on a managerial level. So we are, we are a quite, kind of a steady ship at the moment. We must be taking the start of the season in a bit more of a confident mood than at least three of the teams that we're going to play 
Listen, this is our last year at Griffin Park. If we actually want to go for it, we have got to start winning games in August. We Traditionally, over the last few years, we've been a bit of slow starters. August, September haven't been very good for us. Not last year, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, one year. One year, you know... For, Everybody expects you to remember more than one year, but, you know, one year is enough evidence for me. We have got to get in. If we can beat Leeds, if we can beat Borough, if we can beat Derby, we can be shown to be one of the challenging teams in, in, in this division. And I think this is what we need to do. I would absolutely... We'll probably come on to this a bit later, but I think that this is the year that we need to throw everything, the kitchen sink, the bathroom sink... The, the, the sink in your second bedroom we need to throw it at getting out to we need to throw it at winning a game and winning the league and making sure that we get promotion this season uh, Mark it's the 80th anniversary of Brentford winning every single home game in a season right so it coincides with our final season at Griffin Park. Griffin Park has to be a fortress to us. We kick off with four home games. Uh, absolutely agree with you, Dave. And the home game issue is, is quite a good point that you make. But what really killed us last season, it was our away performance. That's where we did not win games at all. Uh, yep, we'll forget about Bolton. Thank you, FA, for that one. But at the end of the day, if I'm not mistaken, we only won two games away. That's where our form faltered last season. And if we're going to challenge for that top top spots that we all dream and hope for and going forward we've got to win those games away it's as simple as that Dave yeah that's where it failed last year went wrong last year for us in my humble opinion we need to move forward from that so if we're going to challenge and fight we've got it in the squad let's see what happens but we need to deliver those results away not just at home Fortress Griffin Park brilliant Fortress Newground brilliant but away we've got to get the results it's, yeah, you're absolutely spot on there. Like, it, it is really interesting. It is the final. I'm gonna, we're probably going to say this a lot tonight, so don't don't you know don't get stuck up on us saying final home go, ho, uh, final home season at Griffin Park. But you know we need to be pumped up and ready to go out to deliver every single home game. It, it's absolutely not. It's not acceptable for anyone to accept say oh this is just a normal season it isn't we have to go out and try and win every home game if we if we can do that for every single match we've matched what harry curtis and his players did in 19 1930 it's unlikely because no other club in no other league ever since has done that so it shows you how impossible that is so that's the great Liverpool teams that's the great Arsenal teams it's the, it's the great Man City teams of recent years They've, none of them have ever matched that so it shows you in any of the divisions how difficult that is to achieve but as Mark Ristick just said it's our away form that we need to sort out and it will be it would have been incredible or it'd be really interesting to be a fly on the wall at the uh, end of season debrief is how they turn the corner and make sure that we are more potent away or more solid away or we we, we turn opportunities and 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 xg into actual goals and actual points so we 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 were only we were only seven or eight points away from being in the playoffs and it being an exceptional season so so let's let's look at the season so fulham at home december the 14th it's a last 
last home game before Christmas in 2019. We've got Swansea at home on Boxing Day, 26th of December. QPR at home is the first home game of 2020 on January the 11th. And then the last league game, last scheduled league game, unless there is a playoff, is, at, is against Barnsley on May the 2nd, which is a Saturday, I believe. It's, um, we've become used to the last championship game of being on a Sunday, but it's on a Saturday this year. So at least it's a, it's a Saturday. And, you know, we put, we put out and decided this week that, dear Sky, please don't dick us around and change our, our traditional Saturday home games to Fridays and Sundays and what have you. We, we actually, even if it does cost us in TV revenue money, it will be quite nice to play as many games as possible on Saturday at three o'clock. Just, just because Griffin Park, in its, in its hundred and whatever year history, that's, that's where we play our games. So, you know, it, it's about tradition and, and routine. So... Before we go much further, I want to go round the table again. I'm going to go anti-clockwise this time and say, now you've looked at the fixtures, now you've seen the Brentford squad at the moment, we're, we're pretty much in, in, in 100% of what we want to keep. We've got rid of a few. We've got, we've got um, Ben Rama, we've still got Morpay. Where currently... Do you think our season's going to pan out? I'm not asking for a, a position, but what, what does it look like from your perspective? David, it's a good point. It is hard in June, definitely, to say what position it is without the transfer window closing, opening, whatever we want to call it. Uh, the reality is, we don't. We, we hear the speculation and rumours, but going back to your question, where do we season, see the season panning out uh, with? If we can keep the crew that we've got at the moment, hypothetical that, that it is, the reality is those first fixture lists, I'm going to stick with Liberal Nick here. I'm going, to, I'm going to stretch out on a limb here. That is an interesting first month of fixtures. They're quite congested. Some great teams in there. But teams that we have met before, have not met before. Uh, only one I can't see that we've met Charlton away, but that'll be interesting in modern times. They've got their own issues, of course, but gladly sort them out. But from our point of view, we've given all a game before. I've been to all of those games. I think we can do them. I think we can generate points when if the if the mentality is correct again. So are we looking playoffs or are we looking outside playoffs? I'm going to go with. I'm, I'm going to be conservative. I'm going to go top ten finish. We can always be optimistic if we want to be. But if we kick off with the right attitude, take some good start off points with this from stuff. Let's go for top six again, Dave. I'm going to leave that as my so forecast. Playoff, playoffs from the Ristic, yeah. the Liberal. We've got some sort of consistency here. We've got a manager in Thomas Frank, who is confident now in his position he's he's comfortable he's not looking over his shoulder we're we're in a position that a few other clubs that have spent bigger than us are envious of gary monk just been sacked by birmingham city queen's park rangers have got mark warburton who's who's not managed a game yet but he's he's there is 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 a lot of brentford light going on there we'll talk about that in a bit um, and and, and as, as we said, you know, Lee, Lee Bowyer at Charlton, Jonathan Woodgate, Bielsa. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. Swansea City got a new manager. Um, there's 
it, there's instability pretty much everywhere. Stability is one of our massive strengths. It has to be. To use a cliche, the championship is the hardest league in Europe. Personally, I think we'll be in and around the playoffs. Uh, I'm, you know, whether we're in it or out of it, I'm not going to make a prediction at this stage. It really does depend who stays with us for for the summer. Um, but I I suggest to you that if we are within the top ten in January uh, 2020, we will be retaining all the players that we have, and we'll be really going for it. So yeah, I I wouldn't like to call, I wouldn't like to call it. We'll be uh, like Mark. We'll be somewhere between six, six and tenth. Um, you know, we're we're not going to get automatic promotion. We're in with a strong chance of playoffs. Yeah, no. So it's a fair point because you know, as, as we keep saying, like we we are in June. Um, there is there's always a chance that someone's going to come in and and try and buy our players, and we've got a, a lot of players that are valuable. The Dutchman, how important is the stability that Thomas Frank and what's going on around Brentford? To be honest, with you, you know, you know, we we had a, a season last year that there was a lot of lot of doubt about Thomas Frank at one one particular stage. He's come through that. The fans now sing his name. Um, it, it seems like he is a he's a manager and a cut in a head coach that's got a lot of respect in the game, and we're we're bringing some very very serious. Danish talent to come and bolster us. It might all be Danish at the moment, but it's what, why, why change a winning formula? I think we're in a great position. I think we're the envy of a lot of clubs. Uh, absolutely depends on who we keep. And we talked about it earlier. We, we, we may we may sell one. I can't see us selling lots. I just don't think we need to. Um, I don't think we need the finances for selling more than one. And then maybe the, you know, we could all choose which player that that may be. But if we keep the squad that we've got and we've got the addition that, we, that we're really excited about and maybe some more, you know, we have a really... And you, you saw that playoffs. I, I think we're potentially the best two, three teams in that division, whether that translates into top three or top six or top ten, depends on the, on the, you know, the run of luck and other things. But I think we've got the stability that you talk about, the manager, the coaching... You know, O'Connor with his qualifications. It's, it's it's a good club to support. The last year at Griffin Park may become a, I don't know, I can't. That may be a driver. It may be a a millstone in the end. We'll have to work out what that is. You know, it may become the pressure that might be just massive. That whole, you know, it's our last year. We're going to go up, type thing. But uh, we need to make sure we turn that into a positive rather than a um, not a negative, but a you know, a, a, another thing to overcome. I think. But I'm massively excited about the season. But it absolutely depends on who we keep. And you know the season ticket sales seem to kind of underpin that. We've we've we normally get about five thousand, five thousand to three hundred. We're looking at six thousand at this stage, and there's still a month to go before the season starts. So you know, we, we hopefully we might be knocking the door of seven thousand season ticket holders. It may not sound incredible compared to some clubs, but. Historically, seven thousand season ticket holders means that we're 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 not far from selling out most games, and I think Griffin Park, our proud old stadium, deserves to be sold out most weeks for the next season. The Allard, this this kind of stability, this um, this ethos, we know that we're going to be one of the most attractive teams in the division. And we're not hopefully going to hemorrhage players between now and uh, and August in terms of selling selling players. So you know what what are your expectations between now really and and the and the transfer window getting a bit fruity. 
I would imagine that we'll sell. I, I honestly think we'll say we'll sell Mope or Ben Rama, uh, but maybe both. But I, I think we'll definitely sell one of them. So, so the joke was Aston, Aston Villa are in for. Mope and Ben Rama for for twenty million and Scott Hogan and we're going to hold out for just the twenty million. Yeah, which um, yeah, which you know, uh, twenty million for both of them. Uh, it sounds like you know would have a few years ago would have been like absolutely mad for it, wouldn't we? Twenty million for two players, you know. Um, but I think you know we're maybe at a level now where where I I know we need to get some return. Before we can before we can really go out and buy, I I, I know there's still the um, you know there's still a, a little bit of a fair of a well not that anyone gives a shit about fair play but you you, you know what I mean um, there's still a bit of that knocking around um, so I I think we'll probably sell one of them um, I think we need another centre forward either way uh, so I think it'd be a bit mad if we didn't go out and and be looking at, at centre forwards um, but you know the problem with these transfer windows is that is that a lot of clubs do their silly business in the last 24 hours and they, in the end, you know, we have a value on players. I don't think that value goes up. As I, I, mean, I don't know, but as the transfer window goes on, does the value go up for us in terms of... Because it leaves you really quite, quite in trouble if you sell 24 hours out from the end of the transfer window because we won't go... What we won't do is we won't go out and overpay for players and the time when you do end up overplaying for players is the last 24 hours, last 40 hours of transfer window. So there's still that. I, you, you know, I know that it's good the transfer windows come in and all of that, but I still think we have that threat where we will sell because somebody will meet our value, but we won't buy because we won't get value, if you know what I mean. And I think ultimately that's always our biggest danger, really, um, going into a season. Yeah, I, I, seriously, I, I would love to be on the fly on the wall and and and, and be privy for you know a, a few weeks to see what is on our radar, what kind of players we're looking at, and you know for the for the DOFs to kind of share with us like who's who's in for what kind of players at what kind of level. I'm sure there's a lot of chatter um, around Ben Rama and Morpay. And you know, and Macocho and Sawyer's, and you know, we have a lot of players that a lot of a lot of clubs want. And let's let's be honest with you, it is it is not a surprise anymore that you know. I actually, I will say, I remember I remember the era when no one wanted any of our players. And it, it, you know, and, and that's not, us. yeah, yeah, in, yeah include, uh, including us. And uh, you know, it it, it doesn't. It, it's not that many years ago where you know Charlie McDonald was the best player that we had, and uh, you know Andy Scott was uh, was was mustard. You know, the, these players wouldn't get into this team anymore, and we we've come on leaps and bounds. And anyone that says any different is deluded. So we're gonna have a little twang. And we're going to come back with a slightly contentious subject, and that is Johan Barbe going to Queen's Park Rangers. <laughs> How many people want to boo right now? We're going to, we're going to talk about our cousins from Shepherd's Bush and the, the Mark Warburton experiment, Mark II, where he's going to look on his laptop and his phone and 
look at who we were looking at five years ago at Brentford and trying to buy them. So hopefully Jocks McEachran's on there. And um, well, apparently there's some really good news. Chukaramuna <laughs> is, um, is is thinking of joining Queens Park Rangers. Um, <laughs> so he's going to switch switch to the another, again, transfer, again. another transfer. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's had a he's had a busy summer as Chuka. Oh, and but unfortunately, someone who really has sullied their their copybook is Johan Barbe. He was given a rousing reception, a, a standing ovation at the last game of the season. He went with our blessing. We said that we said that at the time. You know, fair play. He'd given he'd given a lot for the Brentford badge on his shirt. However. At the time, he was linked with Aston Villa, Galatasaray, and Inter Milan or something. And he went to Queen. He went. He went to Queens Park Rangers, which really, if he'd have been honest, he we we just thought he was going to go home, regroup, and then like go to a really good team. In the end, he looks like it smacks of desperation, does it not? Um. Desperation is a possible answer for it, Dave. But uh, as always in life, people, agents, people like that make their choices in life. And uh, Johan made his choice. And to see QPR as the final destination, I think your eloquent introduction says it all, really, to be honest. Where could he have gone? Where was he? Where did he? Where is he? Where would he be? But what, what one thing we do know, he will be facing us at some time at Griffin Park this season. I look forward to it. So we look, we look on his Twitter timeline, and it said, and it, you know, three nil, we beat Queens Park Rangers at our place, and it said, once a bee, always a bee, or something, <laughs> something like that. You know, I might, I might have got slightly pa- the paraphrasing a little bit wrong, but basically, when you know, once you're Brentford, you're always Brentford. And he's ended up at our hated local rivals. He's probably, uh, or he's clearly not gone for a transfer fee, so they've picked up a bargain player. Um, he's, a, he's a good player, and uh, they're just paying his wages. So he's probably tripled his wages. Queenspot Rangers haven't got to pay a transfer fee. They've got his contract, so if they can sell him in January, they're, they're quids in. But there's a, it smacks more than a little of ju- just traitorism yeah, I mean you know modern it's modern professional football players will go for where they get paid the highest wages I mean there have to be questions asked about how Rangers are being able to afford to to, to em- employ these players you know they're, they're obviously able to break the wage barrier that Brentford are, are, are prepared to offer but Barbe we you know we said thank you but but thank you for your service. But he was never a first-team starter, really, for us. And I think we will replace it better. Thank you, uh, thank you, Barbe, for your service. But bye-bye and good luck at Rangers. We, we did say, and, and, and people can actually look back and listen back to what we said at the end of the season podcast. We said he wasn't the best defender at Brentford. We, we said that, you know, he, he wore his heart on his sleeve. We, he had a great left foot. On, on his day, he was really, really an exceptional player. But you know, he did he did leak goals as well. He, he had his faults. So, Queen's Park Rangers, let, you know, you, you can have him. 
you know, I'm sure, I'm sure that we've got on our list now players that are better than Johan Barbe. Again, not 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 dissing him because Johan Barbe was a good player for us, but we are on an upward trajectory. Queensport Rangers seem to be doing what we were doing five years ago. So, so Mark, Mark, but on a on a serious note, Mark Warburton. He is really going to try and recreate what he had at Brentford four or five years ago. That that must be his brief. Queensport Rangers and Tony Fernandez must be saying to him, "We want to be the new Brentford," which is a f- massive flattery to us. It is, but he won't get that. I think you know we all said at the time we all love Warburton, but he was in a very unique situation at the time with the owner and the relationship, and we're a very unique club. I mean, we think it's special from our perspective, but others are looking in now, being jealous, and people are starting to look at it, and we're yeah, we're getting praise from clubs that used to hate us, and uh, yeah, can he? Re- no, he can't recreate it. He, he can bring some other stuff there, of course he can, um, but you can't recreate the structure and that. It took us a long time to get to where we are now. <laughs> you could argue about 150 years. But we're now in a really, really good place where people want to be us. That's fantastic. But Barbe's not going to take you. I, I, I like Barbe, but I'm not allowed to say the C word on this podcast, am I? So I'll just say what a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Warburton or Barbe? I said, I said Barbe. Warburton, I don't... I mean, it's, we've been here before. I, I don't have the issue with Warburton that some have because I think he was great for us. I like Barbe. I'm pleased with him. He could have gone to virtually... 88 clubs out of 92 that I wouldn't care about. You've gone to the one that we really hate the most, so he can join Bidwell under the <laughs> fuck off banner. <laughs> I mean, I, I've got to say, you know, uh, you know, we, we've, we've got manners here, and it's really, it's really difficult. It's, it really does stuck, sticks in your craw to, to dislike players well yeah liberal well there'll be a lot of people happy that it looks like liberal nick needs an air ambulance now he's gonna he's choking on his own vomit um but you know we've we've got we've got play we've got players and managers and we've got staff that were held in very high esteem at brentford and they've they've done the dirty mate they've they've got you know warburton in particular he he must know what he's done to go to qbi has he done it has he done it just to stick two fingers up at benham i don't know i think i it seems to me that you know barbe was a very ballsy player you know we felt like he was ours he kissed the badge and all of that but it seems the more they are like that the more they're likely to actually have the the balls to go and do something else so I'm fully expecting Mope to sign for Fulham in the close season because be, and, oh, and, and dirty boy yeah, but, that, but, the, but, but that's what I mean is that you know Mope he gives it and he, you know you see him standing like that in front of the Leeds fans but how far do you go before you see him doing the same to us when he signed for yeah, Leeds yeah when he goes and well maybe not Leeds no, but well, maybe but, but okay but but do, do you get my point is that is that I don't think we're a million miles away from Mope going somewhere that we find really contentious but he's got the bollocks to do it just as he's got the balls to do that in front of the Leeds fans and we give him shit and he stands in front of us doing that and so that, that's it, what it, I find a bit scary it's an act I don't know, it's just, yeah, it's just sort of, you know... Or a job yeah. interview. Did you think he doesn't go that far? I, I, well, I, I, I know exactly what you're saying. I just think Marpe's not... I, I, th- <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's chippy. I think the problem is that Barbe's quite nice and Bidwell's quite nice. And, Do you think so? You know, I think, I think Marpe's a fucking, probably quite a chippy... 
I don't think but he'll does go. Does that not make no. it even, does that not no, make it even more no, chance that he's really going to do that or not? No, I, I want him to go to Seville. If Seville, yeah, are, I want if Seville are after there. him now yeah, and yeah, he's going to go. He's got a degree in hairdressing, so he could be the barber of Seville. No, no, no. Barbain of Seville. You've got that completely wrong. Barbain of Seville. Malpet is a classic Leeds United player. He winds up, he winds up, he winds Malpe winds up the opposition. He, he Sorry, I gotta say the Barbe of Seville was absolutely exceptional. Can we have a round of applause for the Dutchman there? Well, well done, the Dutchman. But going 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 back to the, the, the substantial point is that Malpe is actually a classic Leeds United player. He winds up the opposition. He thinks that he is a class above everybody else in the in the division, and what he will go and do is that he will go and score goals for a team that are absolutely challenging for promotion. So, so if he's not if he's not scoring goals for us, you know he ought to go to Leeds because Leeds will be up there up there really this season. I wasn't, I wasn't saying he should do any of that. I'm just saying that there's a danger he may do something along those so, lines. So let, just... let's actually mention Seville because Seville finished sixth, I think it was in 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 the in the Spanish La Liga, and they have got they've got European football. Their record for for buying a player is 18 million, but that's not going to satisfy Brentford. We've got a 25% sell on for for Neil Morpé. So whatever we get rid of him for, we've got a hand a quarter of that back to Nice. We we look we need to be clearing twenty million on Neil Morpay because we need to replace him. We need to get a guaranteed 20, 20 goal scoring player a season. They don't come cheap. What that's exactly why we we are mentioning the, the, the number 20 million with with um, with with, with more pay there was let's also remember there were individuals uh, well 14 months ago that were saying Neil Morpay wasn't worthy of wearing a Brentford shirt and you know that that shows you you need to give players a little bit of time and and you know you need to give them at least a season to kind of bed down and uh, you know assimilate the, 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 the patterns of play that we talk about, learning how Brentford play, you know, it's not, this isn't, this isn't luck, you know, we, this is, it's a game of chess. And there's absolutely two aspects of what you just said there, Dave. It's about what, if Neil does go, what are we going to get for him? Yeah, that's one aspect of that absolute point that you make, which is very good. So we've got a price, as always, that Brentford do, and we know what we want for a player. And if the deal's there to be done, I've got no doubt that it will be done. That's how we operate in the climate that we do. But more importantly, as the guys have touched around on the table, what is the replacement? And what do we put into that? It is only that towards the end of June, that window is still wide open. Neil has not gone yet. He has not said he's going anywhere. And he might not indeed, Dave. And the reality is... I've got no doubt from the way we've operated over the certainly the past five, six years in the championship that we will continue to operate that way. That's the model we've got. It works. And I've got a feeling we'll be championing some people. 
Yes, we'll be booing some people, maybe. Well, I won't be booing, but Barbe's a good example. We are where we are. What, what, what I've noticed is that players we like, we call by their first name, like Neil. And players who leave, we call by their surname, like Barbe. <laughs> Neil, 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 Neil. Lovely Neil, lovely Neil. Barbe, Barbe, Barbe. Yeah. We go, oh shit, is that his first name or his surname? <laughs> but, hey, we can't say Ramanello, Constant, whatever it is. But Dave, the, the, the big one is are we going to keep hold of Ollie? You know, and he's Ollie. Well, until he goes, until he goes to Fulham, and then it's Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> but serious, serious point. I mean, you know, there there are a lot of clubs sniffing around Ollie Watkins at the moment, and actually, this might be the time to cash in on him because you know, he blows hot and cold for us. He. Uh, as you, as as people recall from previous podcasts, I know extra fans who said exactly the same: is that Ollie Watkins played blinders for for Exeter and then for the next three games played absolute trash. And actually, if you look at his record at Brentford, it's not that impressive. But there are a lot of people who understand football as better than I do who think that he's going to be a a great player. So is Ollie Watkins actually the person we really ought to be cashing in on at this time? W- Wally Watkins. <laughs> Wally Watkins. So, uh, so apparently, I, I have to say, let, let, let's go round the table. He's probably the player that we would sacrifice if it meant that we could keep hold of Ben Rama and more pay. If we could sell. Wally Watkins, yeah, for <laughs> Mr. Watkins. Oh, sorry, Mr. Mr. Watkins, Mr. Watkins for fifteen mil. Uh, unfortunately, it shows you how 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 the game's gone. It's we're we're talking about ridiculous amounts of money for players who were really decent, but they're not they're not world class. But hey, let's 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 work it our way, baby. So, would you would you um, sacrifice Wally Hopkins for, for 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 keeping two of our better players? Yeah, I think if you look at the three of them, uh, I would probably sacrifice Watkins. Uh, yeah, overall, I think that. Yeah, I the only thing with Watkins is I think he gives a bit more physicality in the other two, but. But if, okay. you've got, if we've got to sacrifice one of the three, I would sacrifice Watkins. Okay, so Watkins. Okay, Watkins. We'd sacrifice for for Sawyer's or or no, sorry, remain. <laughs> remain is going to remain. Or Camo Makocho, the general. Would you swap um, swap him? What are we going to swap him for? No Edmonds. No, no. Well, sorry, sorry. I I wasn't expecting no Edmonds there. But no, seriously, like like Matt just touched on the point. If you're given a choice of three, um, Ollie Watkins, given on his performances last season and the stats, I'm pretty sure they bear out that he's the one we would sacrifice. Without but a doubt, you, but, but ultimately, would you get as much money for him as you would for the other, as, as the other two? Probably not. But you know, so it, you, you would imagine one of those three is going to go. I think I still think one of the two will go. I think Ben Rahm or Mope will go. To be brutal, I, I think I think I think they're 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 obvious ones. And I, but I, I think that there's a club out there, and it might be a Tottenham that w- that would see Ollie Watkins as a player that they could put into their setup and become an exceptional player in the same way that whoever 
if you know for argument's sake um, more paid left Brentford and we got another striker in whoever is another striker assuming that they're half decent at their job the amount of chances that we create during the season they are going to be a 20 goal striker because even an idiot even even I couldn't miss 20 chances because of because well actually I could but the the amount of xg that we create but, but, but you know we don't you know, we talk about the 20 goal striker we finally found him we finally got a striker who scored more than 20 goals in the season and we finished in our lowest position for the last I, you don't need a 20 goal striker what you need is you need a team that scores goals um, and, and it's about it's about finding the balance it's about finding a player that can come in is it about getting the balance right yeah it's just about getting the balance right yeah let's wrap this one up because you know there's a lot of um, hyperbole there's a lot of ifs and buts there's a lot that may happen won't happen but what we've done we've celebrated we've celebrated england women beating cameroon 3-0 tonight we've celebrated the fact that we've not lost anyone at the moment who is you know worth crying over and we've brought in a player from fiorentina who i know well which you know who is an exceptional player and I'm hoping there's there's one or two other Danes out there if you're watching the the Danish under 21 team at the moment there's a player out there Olsen that scored an incredible goal I would I, I want him I don't know what he costs but I'm sure I'm not the only one that wants him DLFs are out there what they're, what they're doing I, I don't know I'm going to Cairo on Wednesday. Yep. I'm going to watch... Slow boat. So, yeah, so we're going... It's actually raining in Twickenham now. So we're going to go out to the African Cup of Nations. I'm going to see... I'm going to see Cameron Makocho. I'm going to hopefully see Julian Jean-Vier. I'm not going to see Ben Rama because he's hobbling around. And it's... I'm going to have a nice couple of days. What else are you doing, the Ristic, for the rest of the summer until the brilliance of Brentford starts in August? Get along with my work in hand, but more importantly, August is pretty much written off for holidays, so I'm really... Where are you going? I'm going to some lovely islands just off the coast of Croatia for a good couple of weeks and also over to Serbia. My brother is 50, so we've got to celebrate that. Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't you? The Liberal? I'm going to be watching the Women's World Cup because it's actually really good football and I'm really excited by the potential for, for what England can do. And actually, I'm also watching the Cricket World Cup as well. I know different sport, but, you know, England might actually fail at that one having been the number one team. So, yeah, I'll be glad to glad to replace the failure with the victory that the women will show there's also the, 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 the Netball World Cup that starts in July. So um, I'm up for a bit of that. Um, um, the Allard, what's, what's the rest of your summer looking like? So, uh, we were talking about Glastonbury. None of us are going to Glastonbury, I think. I'm got, oh, I, 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 oh, no, Nick, Nick might be I'm going. going um, I'm going to BBK Bilbao, which is a festival in Bilbao. It's a great festival. Um, so, Idols, I'm quite excited about seeing. Hot Chip, The Strokes. Yeah, like the Strokes, I like chip. a bit of Hot Chip. And, um, and I know Dutch will be a bit jealous. So I've swayed her on as well. So, it should be, um, uh, should be uh, a good weekend. Uh-huh. So, I'm Kelly. The Dutchman, what are you, what's the rest of your summer looking like? Yeah, a bit of music, a bit of, bit of festivals. Um, like, like Nick, I'm massively into the cricket at the moment, really enjoying that. Oh, I, 
I'll say this now, we shot down when this goes live. I think England will get through their difficult run-in and do well in this World Cup. I think it's a cracking tournament if the weather keeps away. Um, quite happy to keep football out of it, enjoying the women's uh, football, which I think is really, really good. And just generally quite happy to have a couple of months off Brentford, but looking forward to the first game of the season. And, of course, of course. Yeah, and, and, and seeing... Neil, Remain and Ollie. We'll see what happens. We'll see, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. But we have to say, we're, we're on the countdown. We've got a month to go. The B team are back in training now. We've got the A team are probably going to come back. Some of them, I have to say, they've, they've pulled the short straw. They're, the African Cup of Nations is just starting, so these guys are going to be fit as a fiddle by the time August comes around because they, they literally wouldn't have had any time off whatsoever. Um, some of the under 21s, some of the under 19s, some of the under whatevers have just had a very, 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 very busy summer already. We've taken it easy. We've come down the pub, we've come down to the Sussex, and we've had some excellent beer. And pretty much all that's left for, for me to say is... Come on, on you bees. Come on, you bees. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.